It's the Stones Will Cry Out Radio Show. Coming to you live via satellite airwaves. Where the voices of men, women, and children behind bars will not be silenced. The Stones Will Cry Out. Dingolive.com. Freedom from the abyss of the Iron Beast. You're listening to the Stones Will Cry Out Radio Show with Domita White. Domita White. Domita White. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Stones Will Cry Out podcast show, which is a platform for the voices of men, women, and children behind bars to not be silenced. Before we get started, I would like to thank our amazing sponsors, Zeno Live, Y4L, Entrepreneurs for Life, Triangle Restoration House, and Google Ads. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Stones Will Cry Out podcast show. On the line right now, I have Dr. Cheryl White. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Thank you. I'm so elated to have been connected with you um, through an amazing person who I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, Mickey. And um, so I would love for you to explain to the listeners who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, thank you. And it was great meeting you as well. I'm Dr. Cheryl White. I'm a doctor of conflict resolution and organizational leadership. Um, I began studying the ex-offender um, when, as such as my dissertation, I initially was going to study um, homelessness and how homelessness um, affects our environment. Then my, my chairperson said, why don't you look at the ex-offender because you do a lot of work with the ex-offender. So I started my dissertation in one area and gradually moved over into studying how can we help that person or person who comes out of incarceration to deinstitutionalize them and to help them to really become um, productive citizens who are able to pay, like all of us, their taxes. So I am what we call an expert in the field of recidivism. I believe in the holistic approach to um, re-entry and not just seek merely re-entry by giving um, the individual basic needs and not to cater into the other aspect of the comprehensive human being. That is fantastic. So I have a question because I participated in a re-entry uh, program a few years ago. It wasn't my program, but I did it through this church. And I was a bit disturbed because I found that they weren't really helping these sisters who were about to come out of prison. You know, they were giving them like basic life skills and stuff like that, but um, they didn't have access to computers to find jobs. So my assignment was to give them job postings, but I said, what, is, what, what difference does it make if I give them a job posting if they don't have the actual application to apply for the job? So I brought in the application and I got scolded and I was told that I would get kicked out of the program because I wasn't supposed to bring the application. And I said, but that's not helping them. That's like I'm giving them a newspaper with a classified ad. So um, what sets your orga organization apart 
from these other organizations that do the generic traditional so-called re-entry programs? Well, one of the things we do, so I run a non-profit called Family Literature, and I also run my other um, for-profit, which is conflict coaches. And what we tend to do is, I believe that away from basic need, which is food, clothes, and shelter, that it is essential that we must have mentorship that is long-lasting, not temporal as long as someone is in your facility or, you know, you're getting funded. So one of the things we do that's totally different to everyone else is we take the holistic approach of not only teaching them employability skills and helping them to, to find jobs, etc., but we do aftercare. And aftercare is essential. I'll give you an example. I had a gentleman who left the transitional home that I teach a program that's um, facilitated by the National Institute of Correction called T4C which means thinking for change. And so I go in and I teach and I try to get them with the cognitive skill set that they may be missing or as a reminder of what they need to do and how they need to approach life because so they're more highly intelligent. We have, um, you know, I, I would give in because in today's society with, with crime, you have white-collar crime, green-collar crime, red-collar crime, black-collar color crime. So all these different colors of crime that they put together depending on your socioeconomic. So I met this gentleman, and through the series of teaching, I told him, I need to stay in touch with you after the transitional home so I can ensure that you're doing well. So we, we stayed in touch, and he called me, and he said, I need advice because, you know, he, he's a white-color crime person, which means he's a big person that got caught up in crime. And he said, I have to pay my... Um, of $1.5 million in restitution. He said, after I left the transitional home, I paid it. He sent me the proof that he was by the judge, given permission to go back into his field of expertise, etc., etc. Because when you can afford $1.5 million right out of jail to clean up yourself, um, not many people can do that, but he could. So he said, my question is, I had a bank account when I was incarcerated, now that I came out, my wife was the only one on the account. I tried to put my name on the bank account. And the bank said, oh, no, we found out that you're an ex-offender. So you know your business person, you can't have an account with us. And he says, you were telling me to lie, to cheat, to hide the money, do whatever I have to do, if the bank will give me a thing. So I told him a story about Peter Daniels in Australia, who was a very poor person. He had a dream, a vision of something he wanted to do. And Peter Daniels said he went to 98 banks before the one bank approved him for $3 million. Why? Because he was so poor, he himself had no money. But after 98 banks, he got some money. I told this gentleman, um, go to 98 banks if you have to. But one of them is going to approve you. But needless to say, he called me two weeks after and he said, that's the right, that's why I'm so excited. I didn't have to lie, I didn't have to choose, I didn't have to do any of the stuff people told me because I went to a few banks and guess what? I found a bank who not only gave me an account as a business person, but also gave me an account as an individual. And so I spoke to him yesterday again, following up with him a few weeks after, and he's like, I am so happy that my business is picking up, I have all these um, accounts again, I'm just doing good. 
So what am I saying? That's the difference between myself and many other organizations. Once these exoprenders leave their organization and they're not getting federally funded for that person, you're just another number that they let out on the street. We don't believe in that. We believe that if we are releasing prisoners into the community, we have a responsibility to ensure that they remain successful. In many areas, 57% of ex-offenders recidivate, which means they go back to prison. And it's not always for crime. Sometimes it's for breaking probation because they have no one that can give them a proper advice. And so even if it's a simple advice, they need us. They need us to be free and proactive in their lives. You are a godsend. Uh, we need more people like you in this world. And I was looking at your website and something stood out to me where you said, we will not help you. We will help you not to be married to your conditions. That is so powerful. And I love it. Powerful. Yeah, because people are, you know, people circumstances become their condition and they can't let go of the condition. You know, when you think about a person, like we had a 24 year old um, in this particular transitional home and even though you try to give them the cognitive skills, it's not always enough. So this young man tried to, um, they allowed him to go to work and he went to the beach and tried to jump on a jet ski to escape um, his condition. He tried to escape from Florida to the Bahamas. So guess what? He now had a double charge on him because of course he forgot there's something called a coast guard. So if you try to escape the transitional home, they caught him and He's back in prison, 24 years old, oh, violating probation to escape because, you know, sometimes these guys say they lose hope. You know? If you think about it, as I was saying to you the other day, you make $35,000 selling one brick of cocaine, right? And then or if you steal someone's identity, depends on their credit, you can go and live larger of somebody's um, life. And then now you're required to come out and make minimum wages. The majority of ex-offenders who come out even if they have a degree, they're asked within 21 days to get a job. Now, we know regular people cannot find a job in 21 days, but these ex-offenders have to once they're released. And when they come out, they have to take whatever is offered to them. But think about a person who has a master's degree, because I've met doctors, I've met lawyers, I've met different populations who come out. And they can't work in their profession if the crime is pertaining to certain things. And now you're asking that lawyer to be a dishwasher. What is the chances of that lawyer being a dishwasher? And they, they, they have to do it to pay back what they owe society. So, you know, we have a system right now that's set up to really fail. It's a system set up to release people and turn them back in. And we have to find a better way of truly helping those who are lost. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian above all things. And God said, go to the scattered and the weary. Who is more scattered and weary than the forgotten? These are the homeless and these are the ex-offenders. They're so broken, they're lost at all hope. And who is there to fix them? If we don't. Exactly. Everybody's not going to be fixed. Let's not fool ourselves. There's some people who enjoy being what they are. Um, we have criminals who are not caught. Let's face that. We have a lot of white color criminals who have not been caught. Mm -hmm. A lot of green, red, whatever color you want to call these criminals who have not been caught. But for the ones who have been caught, 
Amendment 13 is evoked, which says, unless a man is duly prosecuted, he cannot be entered into slavery. So prison is a form of the new century slavery. So let, let's go to something I want to talk about. We have cannabis stores opening up all over America. Yes. And it's okay to have cannabis stores. At the same time, we have drug dealers who are in prison for cannabis. And we say, well, yeah, but that's different because this is legal cannabis. So would we send us to would we stay then a drug dealer who comes out and has the money? Because most of the cannabis stores are owned by white folks having other colors working in their stores pretending they own it. Would would a drug dealer then be banned from opening up a cannabis store legally? See, we have to be careful when we open Pandora and how we're setting the stages because many of these dealers didn't know that they had the right to open cannabis stores legally. So they sell the stuff on the street. So how do we know? And what will we do if many of them come out and legally say, hey, you know what? I'm not going back to prison. So I'm going to open up some cannabis stores. How do we work that? Hmm. I mean, you touched on a lot right there. And like you said, prison, especially here in the United States, is modern day slavery. And um, it's a billion dollar housing industry. And unfortunately, most of our people are the ones who are paying the mortgages on these prisons. And and I really, you know, I really thank God for, you know, for you, for everything that you're doing for those who have forgotten about. So society definitely needs to be, I mean, they need a mindset adjustment. So, yes, um, I see that you're involved in so much. Like you, you have a mediation team, relationship coach, health and wellness, so many services. So can you touch on, you know, a few of these services that you, you offer? Oh, sure. So I I looked around, you know, scholars, we are, all, we are researchers and we're always trying to see, not to just look at what's in front of us, but to be critical thinking, to look to the future of how we can make change. And so I looked around and I noticed that in the coaching industry, everyone is doing the same thing, even if it's a hub, which means that everybody, if you have a hub of psychologists, everybody's a psych, even if they say, well, I do this and that. So I thought about it and I said, you know what? We need a holistic approach to everything that we do that touches people's lives. So why don't we have, and I think I might be the first hub, why don't we have a hub that incorporates different genres together on the one room, a one soft shock of healthy wellness living? Because when we talk about health and wellness, everybody thinks about uh, proper eating and exercise, you know, diet and exercise. But a holistic approach to health and wellness incorporates diet exercise, people's immune system, people's attitudes and beliefs, and all of those things. And so I said, if, if I were to be able to create a, a holistic approach to health and wellness, what would it look like? Well, it looks like in my hub, I have two master experts or fitness experts. I have three nutritionists. I have an alternative medicine um, person. I have a special needs expert. I have a young an expert who's dealing with single families. I have um, another expert who's a relational coach. And so I just have different genres. And together, I believe I have people who are in the arts world, which is they have, they're DJs and they're rappers and they're musicians. And I think that every single person has a way of coaching others. 
So what I do in my heart is to teach them conflict resolution so they can adjust to their activity. So the fitness expert not only works you out physically, but you also can deal with your mental piece and help you as a Tai Chi master. So we want to do the entire thing. If I'm going to come to you for exercise, well, yes, I may look good on the outside, but what about the inside? And I next up on the inside. So my fitness coach has the ability to deal with their mental, physical, and spiritual needs. And I think that should be the wave of the future. And that's what I'm pushing to see as I build out this hub. And hopefully, it will become something in the future that everyone will say, man, that's, that's a neat idea. It's not just about making money, but it's about really helping people at the core of where they have a need. You know, the fat girl who lose weight, she looks pretty on the outside, but she's still feeling on the inside. Like she's a fat girl that was seized and abused for a long time. So you've got to reach her on the inside out. And you fix her on the inside, so what you see on the outside is a complete human being. That is beautiful. And we are mind, body, and spirit. And a lot of people think of wealth as, you know, money and monetary status. But, you know, if your mind and your body and spirit are not, you know, healthy, you're poor. So I love it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Can you also expound on Kids Plus One? Yes, yes. Kids Plus One is that solo family, you know. I mean, I'm just filled with ideas, right? So when I look at, I grew up in a home where I came from a solar family. My mom raised 10 children mm-hmm. and she did a fabulous job of it. But in between being raised, there were issues that occurred because she had to be running up and down for the work. And when a parent is working, what happens to the children? They're left by themselves. And parents have needs just like children. And sometimes we focus so much on the children, we forget about the parents. So I remember my mom becoming an alcoholic because the pressures of life were so much for her. I remember her struggling mentally, physically, and spiritually, trying to be the best person she could be for her kids and denying herself access of who she was as a person and what she might have become. So... Needless to say, if the head of the stream is broken, everything else gets broken in between. Mm. And so I believe that the soul of family, you know, we, we think of it as just a, a one parent in the home. I'm going to take it to another notch and another level. I, I'm going to work on sending a bill out to, like, Tallahassee and ask them to redefine the soul of family. Because sometimes what I've seen in my experience are two people in a home but it's still a solo family. Because either the mother or the father is not active in the home. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this, but it's not only physical. You have financial and you have verbal, but you also have neglect. And so many homes have neglect in there, where one spouse is neglected, the children are neglected, and the other person is just taking up space. So should that not also be considered like a solo family, where it's only one person pulling all the weight, and the other person refuses to leave just because they have uh, basic needs being taken care of. They're not paying bills. They're not giving love. They're not participating. So that to me is a solar family. No different to how we re- redefine what homelessness was. Homelessness used to be those people on the street. Yes. Now we've had to redefine it. It's redefined to include what? The invisible homeless. Mm. Those people who have 
to spend time in someone's home, a friend's home, a family member's home, or even sleeping in the parking lot in their car. They're now included in homelessness. Those are the invisible people. But what about the invisible um, solo family? Why don't we have that attached to solo family? We should. And so, you know, that's one of my things I'm going to be looking forward to under that particular area that we do. Our job is to find the parents and try to work with the parents because I'm a firm believer that if you help the parents, you help the child. Yes. You can't just help the children leave the parents in abandonment. It has to be twofold. It's like teaching a kid that they must have vegetables and we have all these programs about obesity telling the kids to have vegetables but who gives them the post truck? So we don't go to the grocery store. Parents do. So you got to do a collective approach to everything. Help the parents to feel empowered. They will then in turn know how to handle their children because they have to work. There's nobody watching these kids and now they become a threat. Ooh, this was so powerful. My gosh. You mentioned homelessness. You know, you, you could be in a two-parent home and one person could still feel like they're homeless. I was there when I was married. That's how I felt. And, um, you know, and I was in a domestic violence situation. So do you help women who are victims of domestic violence? Yes, we do. The conflict, so this is what I want everyone to understand. Conflict resolution encompasses all things because conflict is always around us. And it's not a bad thing. You know, people are afraid of the word conflict. Mm-hmm. Conflict is a necessity in our lives. Conflict helps us to know what we want, what we don't want. Conflict helps us to understand where we're going and where we came from. Life is conflicted in itself. So as a conflict resolution expert, we are equipped to deal with any areas of a human being's life. And just real quick, one of the things I teach all of my coaches is we do the Navy SEAL style to some degree. Do you know what the Navy SEAL style is, the 6040? Uh, no. Well, I love it because the 6040 talks about the human being's capacity to endure and to write about anything they have. So the Navy still believes that most human beings operate from 40% of what they can do or from a 60%. But there's always that reserve amount that you can tap into. So if you're operating from only 40% of your capacity as a human being to cope, well, there's a 60% left. Like if you're taught properly, you can tap into that. You know, this is why you'll see military and police officers that they seem to be able to, with the proper training, they seem to be able to withstand a lot of pressure, whereas the average human being may buckle under pressure. So we have to teach people to be proactive in their life, not just reactive. And so we're not life coaches, we're mental toughness coaches. And many times you see people are waiting for something traumatic to happen, and then they respond to it. They don't have the skills to respond. And most times they, they, they go depressed, et cetera, et cetera. We want to teach people how to be proactive in their life, but also how to bounce back when things happen. So for domestic violence, I can tell people, I experience it myself. So, you know, men experience it, women experience it. Sometimes you, you think your partner did the right thing. I saw my mom experience it. And it's just one of those diseases that we have, we have consistently... Um, put a band-aid fix on it and not get into the root cause of why people would harm people in the ways that they do in relationships. 
you know, it's not about love, it's about empowerment for people. You know, they, they come into people's lives and now they want to own people and they want to be able to be in charge so they can feel elevated. It's almost like raping a person and saying it's for sex. It's not for sex, it's empowerment people get from that. Mm. Subjecting you for life to remembering who they are. So we have to teach victims of domestic violence to not have the victim mindset be a part of their life where they're still being punished over and over by these individuals. Wow, this is so powerful. So do you um, model, I guess, your system in other states or is, is it just um, limited to where you are in the state that you're in? Oh, no, I'm willing to model it to any state. You know, this is a new concept and I know that people are afraid of news because people uh, prefer a lot of times, you know, communities. They want to see the, the larger companies do this or the popular culture doing it. And so if you're not the popular culture, people are waiting for it to take off and then they'll jump on it. But this new concept is one that as I continue to train and develop my courses, I look forward to anyone who would like to be a part of it. Um, but they have to be teachable because the teacher only comes when the student is ready. So it has to be someone who really wants to see change and really want to be more than just a life coach of a particular area, but we want to really understand that if we do this thing right, we can't save everyone, but we can save someone. And that's what my premise is, saving someone, one person at a time. And if we do that, that person turns around and saves the next person. And before you know it, we have a movement. And that's how we have to operate in our life. I love it. I love it. You're like ripples in the water, in the ocean, making huge waves. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Um, so how can the listeners get in touch with you? Well, um, the listeners can call me. Now, I I have, I, which one should I give? Should I give the local number or my 850 number? Because and any, any con contact information you have or if you're on social media, your website? Yes, I, my website is conflictcoaches.com, C-O-N-F-L-I-C-T-C-O-A-C-E-S.com. That's my website. I also have Family in Distress. That's my nonprofit site. And I'm going to give um, 954-709-3411. That's probably the best contact, and you can answer Lucy, 954-709-3411. Uh, but in the event that um, someone may say, well, you know, I can't call because of uh, my phone, it has to be a toll-free number, then you can do 850-312-8479, and that comes directly to me. If you don't get me, leave a message, and I will call you back. Awesome. Thank you for that information. So that are there any um, last minute words that you would love to impart with the listeners? Yes. In, uh, you know, Martin Luther King is one of my greatest, greatest, greatest um, people in life. And I spoke at immigration for um, naturalization, turning in of 150 people. And I talked to them about one of his, his, his speeches. He talked about the blueprint, and he, he talked about this, and I want to leave people with this. 
whatever you do in life, even if you're asleep in the floor, it doesn't matter what you do, do it to the best of your ability. But whatever you do, in the words of the great Martin Luther King, keep on moving. Never give up, but keep on moving. Because it is in the movement that we will see change. Oh, that was so powerful. This whole interview is so powerful. I'm supercharged. Um, I look forward to working with you. I am so excited to have met you. Same here. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And you just continue to have a blessed blessed day and be a a, a light, a shining light for everyone. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless. God bless you too. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for that powerful segment with Dr. Cheryl White. And we will now break for a commercial. Looking for ways to expose your product or brand? Please go to www.a2anc.com or email us at the Stones Will Cry Out Radio Show at gmail.com. You can also call us at 919 264 4638. The Stones Will Cry Out, where the voices of men and women and children behind bars will not be silenced. Calling all teens, tweens, and preteens. Do you have dreams and aspirations of owning your own business? Then look no further. Our Youthpreneurs for Life Guide to Financial Literacy and Small Business Planning is the ultimate tool for you. Start by claiming your status by rocking a young boss, business-oriented and self-sufficient, or a CEO, chasing excellent opportunities t-shirt. You can also rock our signature wild square woman of wisdom, woman of the world t-shirts. Do you love writing? We can also bring your story to life by helping you to become an author. All of these products, services, and more can be purchased on our website at www.a2anc.com. Aspire to acquire, strive, soar, and succeed. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this amazing interview with Dr. Cheryl White of ConflictCoaches.com. She is the epitome of fight or flight, of determination, resilience, commitment to community, to helping other people transform their lives. And you too can be a part of this movement. Please get in touch with her, ConflictCoaches.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until we meet again, May you have a blessed week. Para mi familia latina, que Señor les guarde, que tengan un fin de semana buena. Les amos. Thank you again. Goodbye. Freedom from the abyss of the iron beast. We declare our right on this earth to be a man. To be a human being, to be respected as a human being, to be given the rights of a human being in this society, on this earth, in this day, which we intend to bring into existence by any means necessary.
way I was living could stop Serving rocks, knowing the cops is hot when I'm on the block And I wish my brother would have made bail So I won't have to travel six hours to see him in jail And I wish that my grandmother wasn't sick Or that we would just come up on some stacks and hit a lick And I wish my homies wouldn't have to suffer When the streets get the upper hand on us and we lose a brother And I wish I could go deep in the zone And lift the spirits of the world with the worlds within the song And I wish I could teach a soul to fly Take away the pain out your hands and help you hold them high And I wish my homie Butch was still alive And on the day of his death we had never took that ride And I wish that God could protect us from the wrong So that all the soldiers that were sent overseas come home And uh, we will never break, though they devastate We shall motivate and we gotta pray All we gotta stay Instead of thinking about who gon' die today The Lord is gon' help you feel better So you ain't gotta cry today Sit at the light so long And then we gotta move straight forward Cause we fight so strong So when right go wrong Just say a little prayer Get your money, man Life goes no, on I'm That's hopeful Yes, I am Hopeful for today Take this music and use it Let it take you away And be hopeful Hopeful And he'll make a way I know it ain't easy But that's okay Cause we hopeful I wish that you could show some love Instead of hating so much When you see some other people coming up I wish I could teach the world to sing Write some music and have them tripping off the joy I bring I wish that we can hold hands Listen instead of dissing lessons from a grown man And I wish the families that lack But got love, get some stacks Brand new shack in the lack That's on dubs And I wish we could keep achieving wonders See the vision of the world through the eyes of Stevie Wonder You feel me? And I hope all the kids eat And don't nobody in my family see six feet You dig? I hope the mother stands strong You can make it whether you with them or your man's gone And I wish I could give every celly some commissary And the popo bring the heat on the priest like they did our Kelly And I wish that D.O.C. could scream again And bullets could reverse and pop and Biggie breathe again Then one day they could speak again I wish that we only saw good news every time we look at CNN I wish we could never get the blues Wish I could bring back the people that died at E2 I wish that we could walk the path, stay doing the right thing Hustle hard so the kids maintain up in the game Let's go. Yes, I am hopeful for today Take this music and use it Let it take you away And be hopeful, hopeful And he'll make a way I know it ain't easy But that's okay Cause we hope. Wish the wasn't so apocalyptic I try to spread my message to the world The best way that I can give it We can make it always be optimistic If you don't listen, gotta live my life The best way that I can live it I pray for justice when we go to court Wish it was all good So the country never even went to war Why can't we kick it and just get a on? And in the famous words of Mr. King Why can't we all just get along? Hope we can find a better way to shop and please And I hope we find a better way to cop a keys And I wish everybody would just stop and freeze And ask why are we fulfilling these downfalls and these prophecies? You can be wrong if it's you doubting With the faith of a mustard seed you can move and only the heavenly father can ease the hurt Just let it go and keep praying on your knees and church I'm hopeful, yes I am hopeful for today Take this music and use it Let it take you away And be hopeful, hopeful And he'll make a way I know it ain't easy But that's okay Though I'm hopeful, yes I am hopeful for today Take this music and use it let it take you away and be hopeful, hopeful, and he'll make a way. I know it ain't easy, but that's okay, cause we hopeful.
for listening to Domita White on the Stones Will Cry Out radio show. Be sure to exercise your freedom from the Iron Beast and tune in next time. Follow us on social networking and at xenolive.com slash the Stones Will Cry Out. The Stones Will Cry Out. Xenolive.com. Freedom from the abyss of the Iron Beast.